At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. It's hour number three of the Greg Peterson experience on VSIN, the sports betting network, and we've got ourselves a tremendous hour on tap as we're going to be joined in 15 minutes by Tanner Kern. He does tremendous work over at DraftKings and He's going to get us set for the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. He always offers a little bit of everything to us. Some sides, some totals, some player props. So he's going to do a tremendous job of taking a look at these four games that we've got in the NFL for this weekend. In the front half and the back half of the hour, I'm going to get you guys set for this college basketball Friday. And if you missed my DK Network write-up pick from hour number two, we're going to re-rack that in 45 minutes. And you know what? These write-up picks, they have been quite good recently, and we've got to find ways to celebrate. So we're going to get you guys a beer review in about 45 minutes as well. We've been very hot with our picks. We've been cold with the beer review. So let's hope that we can find one that rates a little bit higher than a five, unlike the last two nights. And I have confidence that we will be doing so. We're going to go to an oldie but a goodie. But you know what? We've got to step into the lab right about now. We've got to try to drum up some chemistry and find some winners on the college basketball board, especially with ourselves having a nice Big Ten matchup going down. So let's step into the lab. Are you looking for the best lines on the market? I don't want to get paid to lose. What a queen! Then sit back and let Greg cook up the best insight in college basketball. Uh, what a fine day for science. This on the board is 889-890. Wisconsin playing us to Indiana. Indiana does find themselves as an underdog of anywhere between 10 and a half to 11 points. So now this game and between 142 and a half to 143, which I do think that's intriguing that this total has fallen. This is a opener that was at a 144 and a half. And this is a spot where I'm going to be willing to take the points with Indiana. I felt like this line should have been closer to nine. I think that this is a little bit of a reaction to what we saw from Indiana just getting completely lambasted against Purdue. And that was not good to say the least. We were talking about this with Kobe Dant of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network in hour number two and 
Honestly, if you have Xavier Johnson out of the fold, that probably would be an upgrade for Indiana. He literally has scored four points to nine turnovers in his last three games. I can't remember the last time I've seen a player have a assist to point or a turnover to point ratio. I can't even get it right because I can't believe that it's actually something of north of two to one. So that's eh, a little bit of an issue. You've got a Wisconsin team that I mean, they've really been firing all cylinders on offense. And I do think that the reason why the total is dropping is merely based on reputation and reputation only with Wisconsin, which I mean, it's a Badger team that they're still not going to be looking to run it and gun it. This is never going to be a Wisconsin team that's going to be playing at like Alabama style speed or anything like that but this is a Wisconsin team that is in the top 30 in the country in terms of points scored on a per possession basis and it's not to say that they're playing just absolutely rambunctious but they're about a possession and a half faster with regards to their tempo than they were a season ago and you've got a lot of guys who are able to bomb it from three point range. Wisconsin was well outside the top 125 in terms of points scored on a per possession basis last year because they really didn't have guys that were able to pop it from three and AJ Store was a north of 40% three point shooter a season ago when he was over at St. John's. Still only shooting about 32% from three, but he's starting to find it. John Blackwell has been able to shoot about 48 or so percent from three-point range. He's been rock solid for a Wisconsin team that they also do see a nice boost with their offense at home. They are generating about eight and a half points more per runner possessions at the Cole Center rather than in a roadside huge court environment. And really the lone thing that Indiana is doing is defense because Indiana is well outside the top 150 in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis, but this is an Indiana team that I do think is going to be able to hold in there with the Wisconsin Bigs, Stephen Kroll, Tyler Wall. These are a pair of guys combining for about 13 rebounds per game, and with Stephen Kroll, I do think that you're going to see inevitable regression with him being a seven-footer, shooting north of 50% from three-point range. It's been absolutely ridiculous what we've seen out of him thus far this season, and it's an Indiana team that does have quite a bit of versatility. You've got two guys in Khalil Ware along with Malik Renu that they've been able to bury north of 37% of their threes. Both of these guys stand north of six foot nine. They do a solid job of being able to hit the glass, and this is an Indiana team that all of a sudden is starting to get Trey Galloway online as well, and if you want a guy that's been all over the place with a three-point shooting percentage two seasons ago shot less than 27 percent from three last season shot north of 44 percent from three going into the game against purdue was shooting sub 26 percent from three firing so it's been very much up and down with him i do think that he's starting to find it a little bit more it's an indiana team that's turned the ball over a little bit too much but fortunately for them they get to go up against a wisconsin team that they don't do a tremendous job of being able to really put a lot of ball pressure on you and this is a wisconsin team that also is outside the top 225 with regards to opponent's three-point shooting percentage, I think that this could be a game that is close enough for late game felling. So I did set my line at nine. I'm going to be taking a look at the points with Indiana. With regards to Soto, I do like the over. We were having, in my opinion, a relatively correct opener of 144.5. Now that we're at more of a 142.5 to a 143, I'm going to be taking a look at that over. And then let's stay out there in the Midwest part of the country right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. We've got ourselves Toledo on the road facing up against Central Michigan. Central Michigan opened up as a six-point underdog, which actually I very much agreed with, with a total of a 148 to a 148 and a half. And I do see a nice lead here on the over as I do think that this is just a little bit too low for a Central Michigan team that all of a sudden, ever since Marquise Harding has gotten back into the fold, this team has been a little bit better with their offense. It is a Central Michigan team as well outside the top 200 in terms of points scored on a per possession basis and the 13 turnovers per game can be a little bit costly, but they go up against a Toledo team that while they're a little bit better at generating turnovers this year, the Toledo 
bunch is still outside the top 275 with regards to opponents three-point shooting percentage. They're still getting completely cooked on defense. And this is a Central Michigan team that has one of the more versatile players out there on the floor. Perhaps he might be the most versatile player out there in Anthony Pritchard. 13.5 points, 4.5 boards, 4.5 assists, 1.8 steals per contest. Really doesn't bury threes, but all of a sudden, Derek Butler has been able to shoot 48. Six or so percent from three-point range for this squad. He's been able to give this team a nice little breath of life, and that has led to Central Michigan all of a sudden being a little bit more competitive and a little bit more wily. They've been able to win now three out of their last four games because Butler, he has been very hit or miss all season long as, I mean, there have been times where he scored like two and zero points, but over the last 10 games, when he's been a starter, he's averaging 14 points, five boards on north of 51% three-point shooting. So this guy's really been able to elevate the Central Michigan team, get them a little bit more offense. And with Toledo, as we know, under the tutelage of Todd Kowalczuk, this is going to be a team that's going to be all gas, no breaks. And the fact that Central Michigan really doesn't have a lot of rebounding, Brian Taylor is your top rebounder. He's saying six foot six, he's able to supply about seven or so rebounds per game. That is going to be masked by the fact that Toledo, they play positionless basketball and they've got really no size whatsoever. Aside from Andre Lotterson, who he is currently grabbing 2.2 rebounds per game, you really don't have anyone out there on the floor, really on both sides, that's north of six foot seven. You've got Dante Maddox, Raheem Moss, a pair of guys that are supplying about 32 points per contest. And with Moss, he's not necessarily a great three-point shooter, while Maddox throwing it in there at about a 40.5% clip. Meanwhile, it's men, mainly Tyler Cochran, who's been able to do a solid job grabbing some boards for the team. Six half boards, 13 points, shoots 37% from three-point range. But this is a Toledo team that they play relatively up-tempo, and yet they don't have a ton of depth. Now, while Central Michigan is certainly going to not do a tremendous job down low, and they themselves are giving up the three ball, I do think that they're going to be able to generate enough points against the Toledo team that they themselves are going to allow a lot of second chances to be able to allow them to remain lively in this game. And when it comes to the Central Michigan team, they are a team that they've just been playing higher scoring affairs when they've been at home. They are giving up about 11 points fewer per runner possessions at home rather than in a roadside shoot record environment. But I do think that the offense is going to be able to get going. I think that this is going to be a game close enough for late game felling and Toledo, 300th in the country. It turns points a lot on a per possession basis. So felt like this total is too low. Somebody told 152 looking at the over and with this spot as well. This is a line that I thought was relatively correct. And as a matter of fact, when we came on the show, I mean, this was Toledo being about a six to a six and a half point favorite. Now that we are finding ourselves getting seven plus, I'm going to be willing to take those points with the old Chippewas as well. So finding a nice little bit of value there. And let's see if we can find a little bit of value when it comes to the Mountain West. You always get one of these every single Friday. And I do think that this is a fun one. Number has kicked up a little bit, but I still do see some value here on Colorado State. 891, 892 on the betting board. UNLV does hit the road face off against the Rams of Colorado State. Colorado State was a six and a half point favorite. Now this is between seven and a half and eight. Total is pretty much 145 across the board. And for UNLV, getting back both of the Boone brothers has been so big for the team because I believe it was Keelan who they were without towards the beginning part of the season. Hopefully I did not get those mixed up. But that said, with UNLV, they've been able to do a better job on the board with both of those in the full. But still, this is a UNLV team that even with both of the Boone brothers and everything like that, if you look overall for the season, they're outside the top three internationally with regards to the rebound rate. And while this is not a Colorado State team that is going to be necessarily lighting it up on the glass. 
I do like the fact that they went to the Division II level and they brought in Joel Scott. He was playing over at Black Hills State College and he's really been an elevator for this team. It's exactly what Colorado State needed because Colorado State, they've always got good three-point shooting. They've always got explosive guard plays and when it comes to Scott, he's not a guy that's lighting it up from three-point range. He's only shooting about 21, 22% from three-point range, but he does those dirty, grimy things that allows these Colorado State guys like Patrick Cartier to not do and just be able to go out and bomb from three-point range. When it comes to Scott, 11.5 points, six boards, a block, a steal per contest, just one of those lunch pail guys. And then you've got Isaiah Stevens who gives you 7.5 assists per contest, shooting well north of 40% from three-point range. Going up against a UNLV team that, I mean, it's a young team that I think is improving as the season goes along. This is going to be a tough out in the Mountain West they just had a few bad losses that came against Southern. I mean, my goodness, that was just a little bit of an egg that was laid, but they have a point guard in Dedrin Thomas who's been able to give you about 6.3 assists per contest. Can be a little bit inconsistent, but shooting 37.5% from three-point range. This has been one of the most underrated freshmen in all of college basketball. And to the credit of UNLV, this is a team that they don't turn the ball over a lot. 10.5 turnovers per game, and it feels like they're getting back to what was their lifeblood last season and being able to generate turnovers. I do think that they're going to make this game a little bit more grimy, which is why semi-total 143.5 Colorado State also a slow-tempo team so looking at the under, but one to up tonight Colorado State going to be playing the number and coming up next let's get you guys set for the divisional weekend of the NFL with Tanner Kern of DraftKings right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network At Bet365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a&e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. And it's great to be joined by this man. Tanner Kern does absolutely tremendous work over at DraftKings, doing a tremendous job taking a look at the NFL. And I know he's got some NBA plays for us in the second half of our conversation coming up in about 15 minutes as well. And Tanner, it's always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Greg. Really appreciate it. 
I appreciate you, Tanner, and I do appreciate what we've got this week in the NFL. So we've got so many tremendous games, and let's take a look at the game that is going to be coming up first. This is going to lead things off on Saturday, and it's the Houston Texans going on the road. They're facing off against the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens cross the border, 9.5-point favorites with the total coming down. Open up at 46F. Now it's 43.5. F. How do you evaluate this spot for a Texans team that they're not in char charted territory? You typically don't find a duo of a rookie quarter back and a rookie coach here but I really like the fight that they have been showing all season long yeah I mean history says take the Texans to cover in this game Lamar Jackson's one and nine against the spreads a favor of seven points or more and there's definitely a path to the Ravens to absolutely dominate the Texans throughout this game but I'm not going to rely on that I'm going to go with the taking the points here with the Houston Texans when you look at Houston though they are only here really because of CJ Stroud in this passing game they need to run the ball better they struggle against the pass they struggle against the run they rank 24th in defensive real quarterback rating and 23rd in defensive rusher rating according to coldheartfootballfacts.com and the Ravens have been excellent in nearly every aspect of the game Jackson's going to win MVP is excellent weapons to work with and the team's getting after it on defense. The Ravens are second in defensive passer rating, their first in defensive real quarterback rating. They've just been fantastic this season. But overall, I'm still going to lean towards the Houston Texans. They haven't proven um, or they have proven that they're not going to back down. They're going to step up. And nine and a half points is a lot, especially in a playoff game. When you look at this trend for Lamar Jackson being one nine against the spread as a favor of seven points or more. It's going to take a fantastic effort from Nico Collins to get the job done, especially with Tank Dell not in the lineup. Collins had seven catches for 96 yards last week against one of the best defenses in the NFL uh, in the Cleveland Browns, 195 the week before that against the Indianapolis Colts. So also going to look to his prop here to go over 80 and a half receiving yards. I think if the Houston Texans cover this nine and a half point line, it's going to take a big day from him as well. So pairing those two plays together. Yep, absolutely. It is going to take a big day from them. Do want to be watching out for the conditions, but I don't think that it's going to cause too much angst for this passing attack as well. So I'm right there with you. I am taking a look at the Houston Texans and then this is one that we're going to need to buckle up for safety for because I do like the Green Bay Packers here covering the spread. I don't think that they'll be able to advance, so I'd be very happy if they did. The San Francisco 49ers are 9.5-point home favorites against the Packers. Totals between 50 and 50.5, and, and it's always the age-old question. Do you take the rested team that was able to get the bye or the hot team in the Green Bay Packers? It's definitely a tough thought process, right? Like teams coming off that bye have not performed great over the history uh, of the playoffs. But at the same time, too, you have Jordan Love, a rookie quarterback, a really young Packers team. Yes, they've answered the call as of late, but still, this is a different spot going against the uh, San Francisco 49ers. But the bottom line here and why I'm going with the Packers is Jordan Love uh, to cover, at least, like you said, not probably going to win this game outright. I do think the San Francisco 49ers find a way to win this football game, but I think it's going to be close. And Jordan Love is a big reason for that. Finished seventh. Uh, the season in passing yards, 4,200. Second in touchdowns, he had 32. He was ninth in QBR. Just a really good effort from him. The Green Bay Packers have found their quarterback of the future. That was probably a little shaky earlier in the season, but he came on strong in the second half. The 49ers are great against the pass. They're slightly weaker against the run, and this is an area I think Green Bay can exploit a little bit as well. With Aaron Jones, the 49ers ranked 13th in defensive rusher rating, according to coldheartfootballfacts.com. So, 
I think there's opportunities for the Packers to score. Now, with that being said, they still need to shut down this 49ers team, which is not going to be easy. I think Christian McCaffrey is going to have a massive day uh, because the biggest weakness for the Packers is their run defense. But at the same time, too, I think that also helps them cover because if the 49ers slow this game down, pound the rock with Christian McCaffrey, and the Packers can answer just a little bit on offense, I do think they find a way to cover. Also, like Christian McCaffrey to go over 89 and a half rushing yards here because of how bad that Packers front seven is. Uh, against the run he has three 100 yard games in his past five and gone over this number in four of his past five should have no problem doing it against the Packers and I do think that that's a very solid look with Christian McCaffrey as well you could tell that on that Christmas Day game he did get a little bit banged up and he was banged up towards back half of the season now him being able to get multiple weeks of rest I think is going to be big for a man that he helped many people like myself get to a fantasy football championship. As joining me on the show, we do have Tanner Kern. He does absolutely tremendous work over at DraftKings. Joining me on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. And when it comes to leading off Sunday, we've got another line that is relatively large. You've got the Detroit Lions as a six half point underdog. We saw some sevens. I personally took advantage of one that I was seeing over here at Circa last night. That has dried up to a six half, but could see it go back. Total on this game is 49. How do you evaluate this one? because personally I do think that the six half is relatively correct but seven would be my buy point once again on the Buccaneers when you look at the Buccaneers they're not getting a lot of respect in the market by any means against a Lions team that is good yes but there are holes with this Detroit Lions team that Tampa Bay and Baker Mayfield can exploit but I'm going to look at the under in this game of 48 and a half it's probably my favorite play of the weekend games exceed the total because of touchdowns in the red zone when field goals are attempted it doesn't usually get over and these two teams pair perfectly for field goals and also some stupid decisions by Dan Campbell which will probably leave some points <laughs> off the board uh, Tampa Bay is fourth in least red zone touchdowns allowed they also struggle mightily uh, offensively in the red zone uh, even last week when the Buccaneers dominated the Eagles they struggled to score in the red zone Tampa Bay is all about explosive plays. This has been their M.O. all season long. The Lions defense could be better, but I think they have a great opportunity to tighten up in the red zone against that struggling Buccaneers offense. And then the Lions offense is one of the best in the red zone. But at the same time, too, Tampa Bay is going to give them a challenge inside the 20-yard line. Uh, Dan Campbell, again, bound to make aggressive decisions. That leaves points off the board. I know it hasn't necessarily hurt him last week, went for it on fourth down, and they score. But there's going to be times where he goes for it and doesn't settle for a field goal, and that is going to leave points off the board, leading to an under here. Tampa Bay 12-6 and six to the under this season. The Lions have gone under in two of their past three games. And then a prop to watch in this one, Kate Otten to go over 28 and a half receiving yards. I don't think many people knew who Kate Otten was last week uh, before he burst onto the scene. He had a career game. He caught eight catches for 89 yards, also dropped a couple catches, could have had well over 100. I just don't think he was used to this much production because that has not been the case for him this season. But for the Buccaneers to win, they need to get him the football. They need to throw the football just like they did. Uh, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans are going to be covered. They're going to be emphasized by this Detroit Lions defense, and it should leave Otten open underneath. So 28 and a half for what he did last week. I think this is a very low line. Buccaneers stick with that same strategy. Yep, I do think that with Kate Otten, him being able to emerge is very big for a Buccaneers team that obviously they're going to be featuring a lot of Godwin. And I do think that White is going to have to have a big game in the backfield as well for them to be able to hang in there. But I feel like we're sort of on the same wavelength there. But certainly, if you're liking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here, you want to be watching that line movement. We've seen a few sevens pop up. And if you do find one, you probably want to pounce and you want to pounce quickly. And when it comes to the late game that we're going to be seeing on Sunday, man, oh man, this is a big one. We have seen it in the past. 
gas in the playoffs. And this time, it's the Kansas City Chiefs who are on the road facing off against the Buffalo Bills, mostly seeing two and a halfs out there. We have seen a few straight threes, and if you're someone that likes Kansas City Chiefs, you want to do everything humanly possible to try to get a three, in my opinion. But total on this game, we're finding it at a 45 and a half. It's a very interesting spot because it's the first time Patrick Mahomes has been on the road in a playoff game. But at the same time, with Josh Allen, the one fear that you have is the interceptions. And personally, I like a Josh Allen interception prop. They've been cashing all season long. But well, how do you take a look at this game, one that it does appear as though the elements are going to hold off a little bit more in this one rather than the last week for the Bills? Now, don't quote me on this. I was just scrolling through Twitter. I, I saw ESPN bet might have had three and a half in favor of the Bills there. So if you do like the Chiefs, it's probably a good place to play them, if that is true. Um, but I'm looking at the Bills here, minus two and a half, best spot to play that. Uh, there are a few, obviously, two and a half, that pretty consistent number across the board right now. The Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes have absolutely owned Josh Allen and the Bills in the playoffs. Mahomes 2-0 and over Allen in the playoffs. We go back, we remember the game where Josh Allen didn't touch the ball, cost the Bills a trip to the Super Bowl. He's been unbelievable, though. Um, he's been really great down the final stretch of the season. He is the reason that the Buffalo Bills are in the spot, and he deserves respect. And Mahomes also never played a road playoff game, which is a, a testament to him and how dominant he has been that he's never had to go on the road. But this is not an easy place to go. And I know Mahomes is probably going to be able to handle it, but Bills Mafia is going to be absolutely rocking in this football game. And the Bills have also been in playoff mode for weeks, and I think that makes a huge difference. They know their backs are against the wall. They've been against the wall since the final game of the season um, or, or until the final game of the season when they won the AFC East. So they're battle tested and they're playing well. As good as the Chiefs have played recently, pounding the ball with Pacheco, when you look at the advanced metrics, Allen has outplayed Mahomes all season. Mahomes has 14 picks. Allen has 18 picks. Throw those aside, though. They're both turning the ball over. When it comes down to it, Allen is third in real quarterback rating. Mahomes is ninth, according to coldheartfootballfacts.com. The Bills create a lot more explosive plays, and they also are more efficient when it comes down getting in the red zone and creating those scoring opportunities. So going to lean towards the Bills here for minus two and a half. I think they finally get it done in the playoffs. With the Buffalo Bills, man, I'm sure that they'd be elated by that. It has been a while since they've been back to the Super Bowl, and we've got ourselves four tremendous games that are going to be coming up for this NFL weekend. The only problem with that is that they aren't being played on Friday, but the NBA is going on on Friday, and Tanner does a great job of valuing that. We're going to be talking some NBA with Tanner Kern of DraftKings next on the Greg Peterson Experience of Visa, the Sports Bank Network. Experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs and is bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs all the more electrifying as new customers can place a bet of $5 on any game and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Utilize the promo code VEGAS when you do. That is only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Utilizing the promo code of VEGAS because over at DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network, and it is always great to be joined by Tanner Kern. He does tremendous work over at DraftKings, and you've heard him all fall slash winter long 
taking a look at the great game of football. But I know you also do a tremendous job on the basketball front. So let's dive in a little bit there. You're a guy that's out there in the northeast part of the country. So we'll lead it off with the Denver Nuggets on right now. A very tough road trip. They had to face off against the uh, Philadelphia 76ers earlier in the week. Now they have to go on the road face off against the Boston Celtics. Opener of five. Now this has been about up to five and a half in a lot of spots. How do you take a look at this Celtics versus Nuggets game with this being, in my opinion, just a really tough road trip for Denver? A really tough road trip for Denver and the Boston Celtics are the best team in basketball right now, the best home team. I mean, outside of the Pascal Siakam trade, the Celtics winning 20 straight games at home, definitely the biggest news of the week. At 32-9, the Celtics are off to their best start since 2008 when they won their last NBA championship. So that's good vibes for everyone in Boston. The Nuggets do have the best player in the game in Nikolai Jokic, but Boston has that star power overall. And the Nuggets coming off a very tough road loss to the 76ers, 126-121. to That's a game that physically beats you up. It dominates you. And TD Garden is a tough place to continue that road trip after being on the road in Philadelphia. Denver just 11-10 as visitors this season. They have been a much different team away from Denver and this is not a recipe for success against Boston keep the games definitely going to be Jamal Murray versus Drew Holiday if Holiday can slow down Murray I don't see the Nuggets keeping up in this game down the stretch Jokic is going to make plays we know that nearly averaging a 25-12-10 triple-double but the collective team is just so much better for the Boston Celtics and with all the momentum they have right now it's hard not to lay the points here at five and a half Jason Tatum also, I don't think we're talking about him enough, especially in the MVP race. He's been tremendous in this past 10 games, shooting 49% from the field, 49% from three as well. And Jason Tatum's a guy that can really go cold consistently. So what he's done over this stretch has been fun to watch. It's been amazing to watch. And being at TD Garden makes me think he's going to have a huge night. I think he closes this game out in the fourth quarter. Celtics cover the spread. Yep, and this is just a brutal road trip for the Nuggets, and you mentioned it with the Celtics. Honestly, the closest that they came to losing at home was that game against the Detroit Pistons, which that just shows you how wild the game of basketball in general could be. On any given night, you could have just some strange results there, but this Celtics team has been absolutely tremendous. And you did mention the Pascal Siakam trade, and this is a line that literally just went up as we've been doing the show. The Indiana, the Indiana Pacers taking on the Portland Trailblazers with the Trailblazers a home five-point underdog against Indiana. Is there any way that you'd be willing to play a game like this where with Indiana, they're right now dealing with a whole bunch of injuries with Tyrese Halliburton being the biggest of them? And you mentioned it with Pascal Siakam, him coming into the fold. Is this just a spot where you want to kick back and just watch the Pacers for the first few games with Siakam and company before you really dive in? Yeah, I want to see what they can do, right? Just with Pascal Siakam out there, they're beat up right now. And overall, I think it's a better, it's a smart thing to do to see how they look. I mean, Pascal Siakam is really going to help this team. I think he makes a, a huge difference because he can run the floor. He can play selfish or unselfish team basketball, right? He can kick out one really good pass or really good defender. So he could do so much for you, but just as a better, I think there's better spots to look to because we don't have the background of him playing with this Pacers team. They are beat up, right? They did lose some pieces. Um, and overall, I love the trade. I think it's great. It's a little risky too, in the sense of Pascal Siakam might not resign there obviously I'm sure his agents have given a a little um, you know clarification to them that he probably will next season but you just never know so we want to see first if he's happy there how this team looks before you put your hard-earned money on them
Yep, and pretty much the only book that I'm seeing with a lineup is DraftKings. And when books are unwilling to put up a line, that tells you that there's a little bit of mystery when it comes to these games as well. But there's not as much mystery when it comes to this one. Most books have this line available between the Miami Heat and the Atlanta Hawks. The Hawks on the road are about six to six and a half point underdogs. Total on this game, you're finding it in the neighborhood about 228, 228 and a half. How do you evaluate an Atlanta Hawks team that has been, for me, one of the most head-scratching and befuddling in the gauge? I mean, forget this year but really the last two years ever since they traded for DeJounte Murray. So I was shocked that the Heat lost the Raptors tw by 24 in their last game. Terrible effort, a game Miami just didn't show up for. Uh, they still won three of their past four games. They're playing really well at home right now, so that's something to lean on in this basketball game. The Atlanta Hawks been very bad on the road, and overall, for that matter. I don't want to hype them up. They ain't saying they're good at home. They're really not. Uh, Trey Young's questionable for this game. He's been wildly inconsistent, though. However, he is the engine that runs the team, and in his past 10 games, he's shooting 28% from three and 38% overall. If you're Trey Young, the centerpiece of this franchise, and that's what you're doing, this team's going to have a hard time winning basketball games. And then in two games against Miami, he has been really good from the three-point line, but I just don't think you turn it on like that. I think consistency wins and not saying you're going to boom uh, against the team that you've played well against. Overall, he's playing through a sickness, so if he is on the court, I can't trust him to deliver in this basketball game, and I don't think we see the Michael Jordan flu game here. Um, overall, this game's going to come down to defense, though. The Hawks, 26 in defensive rating, and the Heat have covered the six-and-a-half-point line in their first two games against Atlanta this season. So Atlanta could turn it on, but I do think the road struggles are more likely to continue than them coming out and playing well in this game. Jimmy Butler's in his third game back since come from the injury, uh, so look for him to start dialing in a little bit more had a rough night on Wednesday like this entire team did for uh, the heat against the Raptors but I think that changed in this one they bounce back this Miami Heat team has been known for bouncing back over the years so going to take them and lay the points here Yep, that heat culture, it certainly has been winning out more often than not. As joining me on the show, we do have Tanner Kern, does absolutely tremendous work over at DraftKings. Joining me on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. And I was talking about how the Atlanta Hawks, they could sometimes be inconsistent and strange. Well, how about the Phoenix Suns, who had that remarkable comeback, being down north of 20 points in the fourth quarter against the Kings mere days ago. But it has been a bumpy run for them, to say the least. Now they go on the road to face off against the New Orleans Pelicans, and the Pelicans laying between two and two and a half points. How do you view this game? Because I do think that the Suns did need that win, that big comeback win to be able to spark some momentum. But this has been a Pelicans team that has been quite a surprise themselves. So I think the biggest takeaway from that win for the Suns was it shows they can play defense when they put their mind to and they play effort basketball. They're going to play really good defense, which is kind of concerning coming into this one. But they're playing against a physical, gritty Pelicans basketball team that I really like. Zion Williamson having a good season, but still a long way to go there physically, especially when it comes to rebounding. You have to go out and you want to to go make rebounds. He just hasn't necessarily been the most aggressive player down the paint this season, but having a much better season than in years past. You have Jones Valanciunas, CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, a lot of guys that can play good basketball. So they don't have the same star power necessarily as the Suns, but it's a tough group to beat up on. I don't think they're going to be able to do it in this game. The big reason for the Pelicans' success so far is they play that tough defense, allowing the 11th least points in the NBA, and they've constantly held strong offenses to bad nights. On the flip side, you have the Suns, who've been scoring a lot. They've been confident. They've been shooting the ball well. Um, and they had that massive fourth quarter comeback against the Kings. They were 25 to one live in that basketball game. So if you took them, congratulations. Um, <laughs> but I just don't see the comeback happening in this one. I think it's going to be a tight game throughout the entire night. 
Uh, and I'm going to trust the Pelicans to slow them down because of their physicality. Zion and Ingram both doing over 21 points per game. McCollum has made big shots down the stretch. The offense exploded against a bad Charlotte team in their last game. So they do have a little momentum there. Um, but overall, gritty defensive win for the Pelicans. Yeah, Ben, if I'm being honest here, you probably should have gotten a little bit more than 25 to 1 with regards to that live bet as well. That was a game of which it looked like that was salted away, but in the NBA, everyone certainly does make a run, and we shall see if the Philadelphia 76ers run continues. They were able to get a nice win a little bit earlier in the week against the Denver Nuggets. Now they're on the road facing off against a Magic team that they've cooled down a little bit, but they've been some of the biggest upstarts in the NBA thus far this season with the 76ers. They're about a 5 to a 5.5 point favorite. How do you evaluate this matchup? There's been so many questionable coaching decisions with this uh, Orlando Magic team, and I trust Nick Nurse a lot more. And the bottom line is the Magic don't have that one player in the post that can defend and beat. His size and strength is going to wear down Orlando in this basketball game. He's close to unstoppable. Second straight 41-point game he's coming off of. He was 60% from the field against Denver, 10 assists, 7 rebounds. Even with Jokic on the court, Embiid was by far the best player. He showed up in a big way, and that's what you need in a big market. You need a guy that you trust to get the ball to uh, and can put it in the basket he's averaging 35 10 and 6 in his past 10 games and the 76ers really seem to be finding a rhythm the magic have been great at home with a 13 and 5 record but overall the roster is just more talented for philadelphia and then going back to those questionable coaching decisions it's hard for me to trust orlando in this spot again joel Embiid going to make a difference in this basketball game. I think the 76ers have a ton of momentum. I mean, you have no choice but to have momentum coming off a win over the defending NBA champs like they did. So they carry that down to Orlando and find a way to cover in this game. Yep, and this is going to be a really interesting second half of the season in the NBA. Most of these teams have played about 40 to 41 games, and I know you, Tanner, do a great job on both fronts, the NFL and the NBA. And your time is always appreciated here, my friend. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Greg. Good to talk some basketball again. Absolutely. It is great to have basketball back in our lives. We talked the pro brand in this segment and coming up next, we're going to close up shop with my DK Network writer pick on the college basketball hardwood and get you guys a beer review as well right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
discussing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, and it's bringing you an offer that'll make the playoffs all the more electrifying as new customers can place a bet of $5 on any game and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Utilize the promo code Vegas when you do. That's on the DraftKings Sportsbook app with that promo code of Vegas because over at DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. We're back here for the final segment of the night right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. If you're listening live to the Greg Peterson Experience, coming up next, you'll get First Strike with Dave Ross taking a look at UFC 297 along with a replay of this fine program. And if you are listening to the replay at 4 o'clock a.m. Pacific time, 7 o'clock a.m. Eastern, it is Fall the Money with Mitch Moss, Paul Howard. You know you're in good hands with those two gentlemen. They're going to get you set for what is going to be a tremendous weekend in sports. Give you guys probably a little bit on the hardwood as well. NBA, college, they always hit all the bases. I'm sure that they're going to have some thoughts with us. Well, you're not seeing a lot of coaching movement right now in terms of the NFL coaching carousel. You've got a lot of big names out there, so hopefully we get a little bit of news on their show as well. As I know that there's been a lot of breaking news that's been happening. Well, follow the money has been happening as well. Mitch Moss, Paul Howard, two of the best in the business. So I am very honored to be really the lead into that. And my job is very simple. Get you to follow the money very safely and hopefully with a little bit more money in pocket. We've been doing a good job of that this week. Got to do so once again today. And you know what? You got to celebrate the wins as well. It's been a relatively solid run of things with our DK Network write-up picks. Last two beer reviews I've done, by the way, have not been so solid, but we get back on track today with a pretty good one on Hoops on Hops. We go with an old classic. This is Bush. Now, this is not Bush Light. Bush Light is actually the more popular of the two, and it's the one that you see much more often. But I mean, this is still, honestly, if you're someone that's on a diet or anything, not the world's worst option. It's 4.3% alcohol by volume and 114 calories. Most normal loggers, they're going to be clocking in more around 140 and 150. So you're not doing too bad on this front. And I had a very interesting story. Those that know me know that I grew up in the great state of Wisconsin. Wisconsin, I swear, every single wedding I have ever been to either has Bush or Bush Light. Every single party bus, without fail. And if you're listening in the state of Wisconsin, or if you've ever been to a Wisconsin wedding, you know exactly what I'm talking about, and you know that this is the truth. But I, this is a fine beer. It's got a little bit of maltiness because it's a little bit heavier than a light beer, but at the same time, it does have that Christmas of a light beer. Hint of sweetness. It's not like corny sweetness, like a lot of those really bad, cheap beers. Not quite honey sweetness either, but I mean, it goes down smooth. It's just a good working man's beer. This is nothing that is going to be making like the Pantheon of world's greatest beers or anything like that. It's solid. It gets the job done. It's cheap. There's really uh, nothing that's off-putting about this beer. I gave this a 7.5 out of 10. I thought that this was a relatively solid brew. And you know what? If you give me a choice between a lot of these cheaper beers like Natty Daddy and Milwaukee's Best and everything like that, I'll take Bush over them any day. So we're going to go 7.5 out of 10 here for Bush. It's simple, to the point, and gets the job done. And you know what? That's what we've got to do with regards to our DK Network right at picks. Sometimes you just have to take a look at something simplify it a little bit and have to make sure that we get the job done and we got to try to make you guys some money here and we go to the old MAAC, the Metro Atlantic Far DK Network right up on this one. We go 881-882. Marist hits the road to face off against 
Mount St. Mary's. The Mount finds themselves as three and a half point home favorites. Dodon's game is anywhere between 132 and a half and 133. I think that this is just a stylistic nightmare for Mount St. Mary's. Mount St. Mary's has one fatal flaw. That is that they just cannot hold on to the ball to save their lives. They rank 351st in the country in terms of turnovers per possession in their home games thus far this season. Overall, they are turning the ball over both home and road 14.9 times per game. And now you have to face off against one of the toughest, I mean, forget mid-major defenses, one of the toughest defenses in all of college basketball. We're going through my DK Network right to pick right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. And when it comes to this Maris team, they've really been batting down the hatches with their defense. How about 19th in all of college basketball for Maris among 362 teams in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis and they are ninth in the country in turnovers force per offensive play in games played away from home. The biggest reason why you're seeing Mount St. Mary's having a tough time holding on to the ball is because they lost their point guard in the offseason. Jalen Benjamin he was doing a nice job being very efficient with the team. Well, he's now playing for Santa Clara, and Dakota Lafue has had a transition into being more of that on-ball guard, more of the floor general for this team, and we've seen his numbers zip a little bit. He's actually scoring more points this year than a season ago at about 17.5 points per contest, but last year shot about 38% from three, down to about 34.5% this season with about 2.9 turnovers per game. And for Mount St. Mary's, typically this is a team, and we saw this when they were able to make the NCAA tournament a few seasons ago with guys like Malik Jefferson, Nana Akpu down low. They were able to dominate the boards. That is not the case with this team. As a matter of fact, Drake Cardelia is the only guy on the roster giving you north of four and a half rebounds per game. Guys like George Tinsley and company just have not been able to come through for this team. And that's where this Mount St. Mary's team is once again going to be at a little bit of a disadvantage. For Mount St. Mary's, they are 238th in all of college basketball with regards to defensive rebound rate, which is merely the amount of rebounds that you allow to your opponent for a second chance. Meanwhile, Maris is 80th in the country. They are allowing opponents to grab just 24.4% of their missed shots as an offensive rebound. Now, with this Maris team, if you do have a bit of trepidation with them, it's probably because... His team is not tremendous at the free throw line. They do shoot only about 64.5% at the charity stripe. And in a game like this, you do have to have a little bit of pause with that. And that certainly has been factored in. But this is a Maris team that as well has been able to get a little bit more out of Josh Passarelli. He's been able to do a nice job bombing it at about 36.5% from three-point range as honestly been a little bit of an upstart for the team being able to supply the team with about 11 half points per game and has really been able to emerge recently if you take a look ever since the beginning of the month of december he's done a nice job being able to shoot about 42 percent from three-point range while logging three and a half boards 15.3 points per game now with maris much like this Mount St. Mary's team, you don't necessarily have a true dominator down low, but I do like what Max Allen, their top scorer, has been able to supply them. He comes in from San Jose State. He's been able to give you about 13 points, four boards, has a little bit of versatility. Five series doesn't necessarily pop them very well, but is able to give you that versatility. And then you're able to throw in there some nice ancillary pieces. Like I know that Isaiah Brickner has been a bit in and out of the fold, which has caused for a little bit of volatility and a little bit of inconsistency with regards to this Maris offense, but he has now returned to the fold. He's been the main facilitator for the team this far this season. Feels like he's getting back to his old form. And when it comes to this Mount St. Mary's team, them just missing that 
main floor general from the season ago. I do think that that's going to be wearing on them. And this is also a Mount St. Mary's team that I think a lot of their turnover woes are just due to the fact that they have went super up-tempo this year. And I'm not quite sure why. This is a Mount St. Mary's team that perennially you're going to be finding them in the like bottom 50 in terms of total possessions per game. They're up to 123rd this year, and I think that they've gotten too fast for their own good. Maris is a team that's looking to play slow and controlled. This is a Maris bunch that in terms of total possessions per game is 306th. Last time these two teams played, Mount St. Mary's was able to get the job done, but I do think that Maris could be able to get their revenge. Now, when I did my write-up, there were no money lines available, so it's just me taking the three and a half points here with Maris. I personally, though, I'm going to be taking a look at the money line myself. I do certainly like both of these plays with regards to Maris, whether you're catching three and a half points or if you're taking a look at them on the money line, my write-up is going to be on Maris. I do think that Maris slows this game down, makes this just grimy as a, this is a Maris team that in general has given up 71 points or fewer in all but two of their games this far this season. So did so my total at a 129 and a half. Looking at the under, my DK Network write-up, that is on Maris. Officially, you're going to be on the spread. Like I said, I myself do not hate a money line sprinkle, and I myself am going to be taking a look at the money line. And how about if we wrap things up with another interesting game out there in the Metro Atlantic, as it is a gift that keeps on giving. 875-876 on the betting board. Niagara is going to be hitting the road to face off against Ryder. Are we going to Ryder or Dyer? This is a Ryder team that is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Total on this game is anywhere between 146 and 147. And you know what? I am a rider. I'm going to be looking to lay it with rider. They are a, I've set them as a four point favorite. So we're going to be going with them. It is a Niagara bunch. that just has seen such a drop off with their defense under Greg Paulus this year. Now credit where credit is due. This is a Niagara team that is shooting north of 37% from three point range. And they should be able to do an okay job down low. Harlan Obiona. He's a seven footer. That's able to give you about seven rebounds per game, but when you've got the duo down low of this Ryder team, they've got two guys that give you north of six rebounds per game, Tariq Ingram, a transfer that comes in from Wake Forest. And then you've also got a guy that's been able to do a tremendous job coming in from coming in from the Atlantic Sun Conference, who's been able to do a good job in Mervyn James with about 20.7 rebounds per game. These two guys, I do think that they're going to step in, do a relatively solid job with James. This gives you a little bit of versatility, but on top of that, TJ Weeks, who was ice cold from three-point range to start the season, came in from UMass. He's been able to do a nice job recently, shooting north of 40% from three-point range since Christmas time. I do think that Ryder does just enough on defense to hold down a Niagara team that's still outside the top 200. There's points a lot on a purpose basis as well. So semi total 144 diving under and I'm looking at Ryder laying the two and a half and coming up at 4 o'clock a.m. Pacific, 7 o'clock a.m. Eastern. It is Follow the Money with Mitch Boss and Paul Howard here on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 